Hey, good morning, and welcome back to A Verse, A Comment, A Prayer, A Blessing. Today is January 5th, 2023, and we are going to look at an extended passage in Genesis 45, 4-8 this morning, and then I'll offer a few comments and pray, as is our custom. So our verse this morning, as I said, is Genesis 45, 4-8, kind of an extended passage, but I'm going to read it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I'm your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, the lord of his entire household, and ruler of all Egypt. So comment. Uh, So there's a lot that could and should be said about this passage. It's, you know, it's embedded within a much bigger uh, narrative within the book of Genesis, but I really want to just focus on one aspect Uh, And that's related to Joseph's interpretation of the providence of God, what that means for us. So Joseph had a reputation for being a good interpreter. Uh, Even when his uh, interpretations were not favorable, uh, you can see an example of that in uh, the chief baker's dream in Genesis 40. Um, He had a a good reputation uh, for being a, a good interpreter. And even when they were unfavorable interpretations, uh, he was still correct. And so when Joseph looks back over the many tragedies and difficulties of his life, and it's not hard to find, he's sold into slavery by his brothers, he's falsely accused by Pharaoh's wife, and then he's uh, in, falsely imprisoned as a result, he still discerned uh, the invisible hand of God's providence at work. So Genesis 45, 4-8, it captures Joseph's interpretation of God's providential dealings with him and his family. Uh, one of the things that would help, be helpful to note here is that such an interpretation does not arise from a quick look at the details at any uh, given uh, static moment in history. Instead, it took time to discern and interpret what God was doing. So while from a human perspective, it would make sense for Joseph to be bitter toward God and his family, from, from a human perspective, that is, um, given his circumstances, instead, Joseph was patient entrusted in the goodness of God. His patience and confidence in the goodness of God allowed him in time to rightly interpret God's dealings with him. So while Joseph does not excuse the evil intentions of his brother, he still does not impute or accuse God of doing evil even in the midst of those uh, intentions by his brothers. We see this clearly in Genesis 50-20 where he tells his worried brothers, you intended harm to me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So Joseph's confidence in God and his purpose is an important example for us when it comes to interpreting the providence of God. That is, interpreting what God is doing in the course of history. It takes patience and perspective to rightly interpret what God is doing in our lives. 
We might not discern it in the moment, but we can trust that God has not abandoned his good purpose for his children. He is still working all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We just might need more time to see it all unfold. And so I would encourage us to adopt Joseph's perspective and his patience regarding the interpretation of God's providence and knowing what he's doing. So I would invite you to pray with me uh, before we hear our blessing. Uh, Father, um, this is not always easy, Lord, um, and we admit that. And we, uh, <clears throat> Lord, confess our need for you to give us perspective, and to grant us patience, and to help us trust. Um, Lord, we might not know where we're at in the story. You know, we may feel that imprisonment. We may feel that false accusation. We may be struggling terribly, Lord. But we know that you are the God who declares the end from the beginning. You're the Alpha and the Omega. And we can trust you with our present and with our past and with our future. And so, Father, I pray that you would grant us patience and perspective as your people and that we would trust you and your good purpose that you have for us, even in the difficulty, Lord. Difficulty with work, difficulty with kids, difficulty with marriage, difficulty, Lord, with um, friends and co-workers and, Lord, maybe even enemies. Lord, it would be very easy, Lord, from a human perspective for us to get bitter and to call into question uh, things that we just don't know about. Lord, we're reminded of Job and how you addressed Job and how he was darkening counsel without knowledge, Lord. We do not know what you are completely up to. But you are God and we are not, and we trust you. So, Lord, help us. Help us. Lord, help us to be patient. Lord, and look to you. Lord, we thank you that we have the hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. We thank you for your spirit that fills us and reminds us that we are your children. I pray for each of your children that are listening this today and that are praying and, Lord, that are struggling. Grant them patience. Fill them with hope. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now here's our blessing, and it comes from 2 Thessalonians 2, 16-17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day.